When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, and welcome to Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower bonus episode with me, James Nakise, and my good friend, clinical psychologist, Saab Jahal. Kia ora, James. Saab, I want to talk uh, this time about suicide. Mm. And I want to ask you, when a suicide happens, how does it affect the community around that person? Yeah, James, that's really complex. And there's still you know, huge taboo about how we talk about this. And knowing how people in the family and friends in the wider community uh, experience this. But th there's a little bit that we do know, and I thought it might be useful to share that. Um, you know, often people experience remorse mm. over the lost opportunities with that person, but also a lot of anger as well. Sometimes that anger is directed at the person who took their own life, uh, but also maybe the anger is directed to those who perhaps are perceived to maybe somehow contributed to the suicide either through what they did or what they didn't do. I and mean, that may be justly or unjustly, but often mm. there's the emotion mm. around that. Often there's guilt. And that might be, um, you know, the a sense of failed responsibility, whether that's real or imagined. Mm. Um, it's hard to, hard to know in that particular case, but often that's an emotion that's going around. You know, people often feel isolated because of a, a self-imposed sense of shame often, but also lonely because people uh, perhaps sometimes avoid them or talking about it because they don't know what to say uh, you know and so there's often there's that awkwardness as well where people don't know how to respond in that social situation so they can feel ostracized mm. lonely because they're not having the interactions anymore because people are avoiding them because they don't know what to do and often this can escalate and people feel very alone during these times. And again, is that tied to the taboo of conversation around suicide and that we, uh, we get so tight just from the word itself that we don't know how to talk to other people? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's powerful grief reactions that we're talking about here because, you know, often it's the case that trying to make sense of what has happened, um, you know, e either through you know, piecing together what that person told us about their life or what they left behind or through going through a coronial process where, mm. you know, there's an investigation. Mm. You know, often people are left with a sense of not knowing why something like this has happened and it feels senseless. And, and often there's no easy solution to that. It's one of the things that is perhaps a lasting legacy for many people of a struggle to understand, to understand why this has happened. Uh, and that's something that they perhaps need to uh, um, talk about quite seriously around what they're left with and how they process that. And just to make it clear, these things you're talking about, they're normal responses. Yeah, they are normal responses, but they can feel really abnormal at the time. Mm. People really struggle to make sense of the, the strength of their feelings, the sharpness of the pain that they experience, the anger that they may feel as well. All of this may be happening all at the same time as well for friends, family and wider community. So it's incredibly complex and it's really important to 
make sure that you get professional help when your community or your family is going through this. You'll be able to cope with some of that by yourself, but don't be afraid to reach out because there are services out there who are specifically geared to assist in these situations because unfortunately they do happen. Uh, and so we need to be prepared uh, and understand that we may need to, to get help in those situations. And for uh, those of our listeners who immediately are curious what they are, we will have uh, a list on the page uh, of so services as well. With that in mind, Saab, healing, coming to terms, coming out of, of that period, what, what, are, what are things that can happen to, to help us? Yeah, so one of the things that can happen is thinking about what sort of um, memorials you might wish to think about, what sort of rituals your family, your friends, your community may need to go through or, or participate in in order to understand or mark or commemorate the passing of this person. Um, you know, and psychotherapists talk about two of the things that we might need to do when something serious like this happens in our lives is we want to try to repair some of the ruptures that occur in our communities and our families and our friends as we try to make sense of this, but also trying to also um, repeat some of the good things that happen. So we have a chance to remember the person who is no longer with us, who is who has passed away, who has suicided in ways that does tribute to the good things that they've done, the good memories that we have. So trying to do all of that at the same time as trying to also understand why you can understand it's a really complex uh, thing that people are trying to negotiate. Uh, and so it's a, it's a long process. Um, but people do travel down this road and get to a place where they start to be able to live with this rather than necessarily getting any resolution. That's not guaranteed. But people are able to then start live with this process of this event in their lives. I want to pick up on that word complications because one of the emotions that you often hear is anger mm. uh, and then guilt about that anger. Mm. Or, uh, what, what can people do in terms of processing yeah. uh, when anger comes up in their grieving process. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess one of the things is to make sure that you and others around you are safe. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by anger, so making sure that you have a place where you can process that in a way that's safe for you and those people who are around you as well, because often the anger will come along in close proximity to that guilt, to that shame. And all of this is coming out all at the same time or very, very close to each other. It's not abnormal to be experiencing really complex, strong emotions at a time like this. But making sure that you and your loved ones and your family are safe is really critical at a time like this. So make sure that you reach out for help if you do feel like you're experiencing and struggling with those emotions. Clinical psychologist Saab Jahal, thank you very much for what I think is a pretty important and unfortunately pertinent discussion. Kia ora, James. Kia ora. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.